0: Chapter 6 is a continuation of the story of the Ark, which is in the Philistine cities. Chapter 6, verse 1, aron shiva for seven months, the Ark is residing in the cities of the Philistines. But at the end of chapter 5, we are told that every place the Ark is found, there is destruction amongst the Philistines. <laughs> So the Philistines send the Ark from one city to the next and finally nobody wants the Ark because every place the Ark is going the Philistines are dying. So in chapter 6 the Philistines come together and say how can we return the Ark to its place? We can't have this Ark amongst us. It brings only destruction. What is the best way to send the Ark back? They ask their priests, they ask their magicians, and the answer of course is, without getting to all the details of this, we have to send it back with a gift. And they did, after they sent it with various uh, gifts uh, and they are hoping that in sending it back the plagues will will, will stop. First, number 6 of chapter 6 is very instructive. Why should you harden your hearts the way Egypt and the way Pharaoh hardened their hearts. We know, remember the book of Exodus the Torah speaks of Pharaoh's heart being hardened and the word kaved appears so many times in that context. Here too the Philistines who who are represented in the text and in fact are related to Egypt they say we don't want to fall into the same trap that the Egyptians fell into send this ark away let the ark go, and and the only question is what's the best way to send it. And they determined the best way to send it is to place it in a wagon. Take a new wagon, and take two young cows, and attach the cows to the wagon, and have their children, the calves, behind them. So naturally, if the calves are behind them, the paroles won't want to go. They won't want to leave their the calves. But let's see which way they go. This will be a determination where the ark, or where God wants the ark to go. Because naturally, they wouldn't go anyplace if the calves are lowing, crying for their mothers. But if they go, this will determine where the ark wants to go. So the Philistines at least understand that the ark is going to go where God wants the ark to go. If we do this and send back some kind of tribute, then perhaps the plagues will stop. Let us not be like the Egyptians. Once again, the book of Shmuel is reminding us that Egypt is a concept in this book, not just a place. And that's exactly what they do. They send the ark back. The calves are lowing. Nonetheless, the cows go straight. Verse number 12, yamin The cows went straight ahead. They went along a single high road, lowing as they went, turning off neither to the right nor the left. The lords of the Philistines walked behind them as far as the border of Beit Shemesh. So the ark is being returned to the Israelites, to the town of Beit Shemesh. And now, chapter six describes what happens when the ark returns to Beit Shemesh. Surprisingly, when the ark returns to Beit Shemesh, and the people of Beit Shemesh raise up their eyes and they see the ark, and they're very happy. By and the ark, uh, the cart carrying the ark comes to the field of Yoshua Beit HaShemshi. It stands there. And it's in the middle of the field. They, people take the wood from the cart and bring these cows as a burnt offering to God. The Levi'im come forward and they place the ark on top of a great rock. And the people of Beit Shemesh bring sacrifices on that day to God. The Philistines return home. And then we are very surprised to discover in verse number 19, Vayach Beit Shemesh ki ra'u But God struck the men of Beit Shemesh because they looked either into or at the Ark of God. 70,000 people died. Vayizablu ki ka Hashem ba'am and the people mourned and the people said Who can stand before this holy God? To whom shall God go up from us? They sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiryat Yerim and they said to the, people, to the messengers of Kiryat Yerim Take this ark that has come from the land of the Philistines and bring it to you and in the last verse, the first verse of chapter seven, which is really part of chapter six, the people of Kiryat Yarim come, they bring up the Ark of God, and they bring it to the house of Avinadav, Viet El Azar, Beno Kidshu, Lishmar et Aron and they set aside, sanctified, El Azar to watch the Ark of God. So the Ark of God has left Beit Shemesh, literally the place of the sun and gone to Kiyat Yarim. Yarim is a forest. A forest is a place where people generally do not enter. So there's a certain privacy which is accorded to the Ark of God. So what is the point of chapter 6? The point of chapter 6 is, on one hand, the Ark of God does not belong amongst the Philistines. That's for certain. It brings only destruction to the Philistines, and the Philistines understand this at the end, and they let the Ark go. We're not going to be like the Egyptians who held on to the people when God said, let my people go. We're going to let the ark go. It will go wherever it wants to go. But when it comes to Beit Shemesh, the people of Beit Shemesh, who are very overjoyed to see the ark, but they placed it on top of a big rock in public display. And the problem seems to be that the people of Beit Shemesh are assuming that everything is just fine same way the Philistines feel we have taken the Ark from the Israelites, the Israelites rejoice and they say we have taken the Ark back from the Philistines. In point of fact, says chapter 6, God desires neither to reside amongst the Philistines nor does God desire to reside amongst the Israelites. The Ark can't be in either place. So where is the Ark? In a place called Turyat Yarim in the forest in a place which is neither amongst the Philistines nor in public display amongst the Israelites. It's set aside until at some point the ark can be taken from there and moved to a a different place amongst the Israelites, which will take place in the time of King David, in the chapter that I mentioned uh, before, chapter 6, where David uh, attempts initially, unsuccessfully and then successfully, to bring the ark to, to Jerusalem. The problem with the Ark, actually, can be found in the beginning of the next chapter. There I think there's a clue as to what the problem is. The next chapter, chapter 7, that we'll come to in our next session, is the one chapter in the book that's devoted to Samuel. Samuel, The book of Samuel has Samuel as the leader in one chapter, which is chapter 7. And the beginning of chapter 7... Verse number two is va'yehi miyom shevet taron bekiyat yarim va'yebu hayomim va'yeyu esrim shana va'yinahu kol b'Yisrael acharei It came to pass that from the time the ark came to kiyat yarim, many years passed, twenty years, and Israel va'yinahu cried out for, yearned for, all of Israel yearned for God, and this is, I think, a very Instructive verse for our purposes. The Ark of God represents God's presence. The danger, as we have seen, is that people may misconstrue and think that the Ark has its own separate significance apart from God. It's magical, it's special. If the Ark is there, then God is there. And the great lesson of the last two, three chapters is no. The Ark is not automatically representing God's presence. Human behavior is the main factor. So the Ark of Shiloh, no matter what you do, will not necessarily mean that God is amongst you. In chapter 7, we are told that after 20 years, the Ark is shunted aside for 20 years, and Israel yearned for God. As if to say, As long as the ark is amongst us, we don't yearn for God. Because we mistakenly think we have God amongst us. We have the ark, but that's not true. The way to get the people to yearn for God is to remove the ark. I am reminded of another story which is all about a misunderstanding of the symbols of God's presence and God's presence. When Moshe came down the mountain, Moshe saw the people dancing around the golden calf, and he took the tablets of God. The tablets were the tablets of God. The writing was the writing of God inscribed upon the tablets, and Moshe smashes the tablets. Moshe understood that the only way to bring the people to God is to eliminate the tablets. If I give them the tablets, they will think, they dancing around the golden calf, will believe that God is amongst them. So the only way to bring people back to God is to break the tablets, and that's precisely what we have in the book of Shemuel in chapter in chapter seven, verse two, which casts a light on chapter six and chapter five. After twenty years, when the ark is in the forest, Kiryat Yerim, not in the sunlight, not in Beit Shemesh, but in Kiryat Yerim, and the ark is missing, only then, vayinahu kol Yisrael acharei Hashem, all the house of Israel is yearning for God.